Two Fingers Pointing to the Moon Chapter 6 I continued to carry out my chores in the kitchen, despite my injuries. What choice did I have? My right hand still pulsed with pain whenever I had to grip anything, and for a while I was worried I'd broken something. But it was starting to feel better now. Ulu had also made no attempt to get out of work duty. There he was, standing opposite me. I tried to distract myself by focusing on the interlacing rhythms of chopping and grating I heard around me. Sometimes I like to imagine all the cooks gradually building up a symphony of sound with their utensils and pots and pans, rising up against the fascistic silence that had been imposed upon them, and restoring their connection to themselves, to the vividness of the past in all its painful complexity. This never happened, of course. The best I could hope for would be to catch Ulu's eye as he chopped the onions and drum a little pattern on the salad bowl. Sometimes he would reply by tapping his knife lightly on the cutting board. From there my imagination could take over, and I could picture enough layers to restore connections that had almost been completely severed. I looked across at Ulu, but he kept his eyes fixed on his work. Even with his head slightly turned down, I could see the bruising around his eye. I felt no remorse. I'd stopped tapping out rhythms for him to imitate, and I'd stopped sneaking off into the corner with him and Sara for our covert chats. I'm not sure how many days had passed since I followed him to the bunker that day, but no amount of group meditation or personal erasure sessions with the master could wipe it out. I was holding onto my pain too tightly, stubbornly reliving it over and over, pushing back against their attempts to freeze my consciousness in the present moment. In fact, my memories came more consistently than ever, like blood coursing from an open wound, refusing to clot. I had gone from not recognizing Ethan to seeing him everywhere, in the hall sitting next to me as we meditated, oblivious to my existence, in the dining room as we ate breakfast, innocently smiling up at Ulu. 
in the washrooms before bedtime brushing his teeth with vacant eyes, and worst of all, in my dreams at night, where I saw him as a priest, smiling as he handed out the orders of service for my own funeral. I'm not dead, I would shout, but he couldn't hear me. Of course I had considered revenge, but how could I alert the attention of the masters without giving away my own disobedience? Perhaps I could tell Eric. There he was, standing over by the stove, his gaze glued to the pot of boiling potatoes. Eric was the most fanatical of all the residents. How could he betray me? Perhaps I could tell Eric. I want to forget myself. Sitting at the piano. I need to forget. How could he betray me? What about Amy and Jessica? There he was. What's the difference what between love and attachment? I need to forget. How long have I been here? What's going to happen to me if I stay here? Days. There he was. Did he ever really love me? Sitting at the piano. Why can't I just let go? I need to forget. It'd be easier just to forget him. There he was. The past feels alien. Why can't I just let go? Someone else's memories. I'm just exhaling my life away. There he was. One How do I get out of here? What's the difference between love and attachment? How do I get out of here? I need to forget. Maybe I'm Maybe ready, I'm to, ready remember. to forget. Why can't I just let go? I need to forget. Future Maybe I should be a real fast. person again. Out there in the world. How do I get out of here? Why can't I just let go? Someone else's memory. Why can't I just let go? Maybe this place isn't so bad. Why can't I just let go? Maybe it's me that's the problem. There he was. Why am I so difficult? Why can't I just let go? I've got to tell the truth. Living in the present. That was all it was meant to be. I need to, to remember myself into existence. It's like being on LSD 24-7, she said. But what if it turns out to be... How do I get out of here? I just let go. There he was. How do I get out of here? I just let go. There he was. I need to forget. I just let go. I need to forget. How do I get out of here? Allowing the various possible futures to play out in my mind, all the while battling the clawing sensation that tried to pull me back to the present. I was tired of fighting. I was tired of fighting. Fighting for my purpose. Fighting for my purpose. Fighting for my relationship. Fighting for my relationship. Fighting to remember. Fighting to remember things as they actually happened. It was all futile in the end. There was no need for an assistant to come and find me today. I made my own way to the Oval Office, as I like to call it trying to heed the advice I had been ignoring for so long, to focus on the breath. When I reached the large wooden doors, I read again the words I had read so many times before. In silence, we find our freedom. And I found them to be consoling this time, allowing a stillness to settle itself in my mind. The master was awaiting me inside, sat, as ever, in lotus, muttering a faint chant. The master was awaiting me inside, cracked lips. sat, as ever, I sat lotus, myself on the round cushion, muttering a faint chant, imitating the between thin, cracked lips. I closed my eyes and focused I on my I sat myself on the hard, round cushion opposite, 
imitating the posture in front of me. But it never came. I closed my eyes and focused on sat there on for some breathing, time in silence, awaiting the first question. I opened my eyes. Always the same question. She was staring directly at me. But it never came. tightly sealed. We sat there for some time was in silence, meditating. Was she waiting for me to speak? I opened my eyes. I closed my eyes again. She was staring directly silence. at me. Her thin but lips every time I tightly opened, sealed. I would see her glaring at me. Was he waiting for me to speak? She was waiting. I closed my eyes again, he hoping was waiting she would break the silence. I would but have every to say time I opened them, I would see I took him a deep glaring at me expectantly. She was waiting for me. She he was waiting, waiting for me. He I would have to say something. For me. I took a deep breath and began my confession. I, I'm not really sure where to start, but... Start at the beginning. Well, I mean, I'm not sure where that is anymore. I think I've lost my way. I've been trying so hard to resist this whole time, holding on to the past. But I know it's useless. I know it's just causing me more pain. Go on. I came here with Ethan. You know, my boyfriend. You know that, right? Well, ex-boyfriend, I guess. He persuaded me to come here and I thought it was going to help us move on from the past. But then I felt like I didn't even know who he was anymore. Calm down. Still your thoughts. Focus on the breath. But I need to speak. I feel like he's just not the same person that I met all those years ago. Like something's changed inside him. It's all a question of how you frame it. And of how you remember it, right? Sounds, Sounds like, like you're, you're quite, quite mixed, mixed up, up right, right now. Wasn't, wasn't it your idea to come here? No, it wasn't like that. He was always pushing for it. He thought we could just wipe out the past and live happily ever after. But life's not like that. Tell, Tell me, me. Why, why did, did you, you come, come here? I can't remember. But, but didn't you come here to remember? To remember, to remember what, what happened to you. To separate the past from the present. To break its hold on you. No, that's what he wanted. I just wanted to... To forget? Is that it? You wanted to forget? I just want it gone. I can't keep reliving it over and over. Ethan. E Ethan. Calm down. Calm, calm down, down, Ethan. Try and focus, focus on, on your breathing. breathing. Settle, Settle your thoughts. Bring, Bring your attention to the breath. breath. Focus on the breath. Focus on the breath. Focus on the breath. warm song brought us back into the room, a plain white room that housed all 50 of us residents for the evening lecture. We sat there, cross-legged on small hard cushions arranged in rows whose midpoints aligned with two narrow eyes and a pair of thin lips. Thin, cracked lips that spoke softly and deliberately of the minute undulations of the present moment on which we were to focus our attention. A fragile attention, we were told. 
always in jeopardy of falling into the chasm of memory from which we were trying to free ourselves. To free ourselves. Yes, that was the goal. I opened my eyes and turned to my left. Just as I'd expected, I saw a face turn towards me, holding me in its stare. Our eyes met briefly. There was a flicker of recognition. Yes, we had sat next to each other in this plain white room for many days. And yes, we might even have been assigned to some small task weeks before. Was it the garden? Was it there that we had found ourselves soaked by the autumn rain, shivering and laughing? The face seemed both familiar and alien at the same time, offering, yet denying consolation. But consolation from what? Wasn't I happy? As we observed each other, I felt the water's still surface rippling, a current of energy tearing at my chest. The face turned away after only a few seconds, but the soft serenity had already disappeared. I closed my eyes and tried to focus on the breath. The bowl's warm song brought us back into the room. A plain white room filled with still bodies sitting cross-legged on the floor. We faced in one direction, towards two narrow eyes and a pair of thin, cracked lips from between which came the final words. Sometimes you'll catch yourself in the act of remembering. Don't worry, this is completely normal. You'll find the pleasure or the pain or simply the noisy indifference of the past reaching out its hand to you, offering to take you away from this unstable moment-to-moment unfolding and into the embrace of the known. But what do we know, really? Do we take a journey back to the past, just as we go back to visit the town in which we grew up? through our early years, we find it completely demolished. There's nothing left of it, save an old fence that has been half pulled down and then abandoned to rust. And so too do we find our memories, just a hodgepodge assemblage of elisions and revisions built into the fabric of our neuroses. There is no certainty here, only a lie. All you can really know is right there, happening in front of your eyes. Everything else is just a projection of the mind.